Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Thursday, September 28th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by a guy who would love to be traded to Portland, Justin Kelly. Say hi to the people. What's up, JC? And yes, send me back to Portland anytime, any place, for any length of time. Oh, take me back. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going either. I'll slide into Dane's role on the on the Blazers. <laughs> there you go. It's a good role. I'll be the ball boy. <laughs> Just get me, just get me back to the the mean streets of Portland. What a time! Speaking of Portland, Jamal, you were down in the, as they say, south of the border, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you were down in Seattle on the weekend. Oh yeah, had a lovely time. Give me a little taste. Give me a little taste of your travels before we move into the sporting realm. Yeah, for sure. I want to hit you with some cons and pros right off the bat, just to kind of uh, book in things here. But like, so went down Saturday morning. To Seattle. To Seattle, yes. And we were driving. We didn't take the Clipper, which is, uh, for those that are not aware, like not in Victoria, that would be a boat that would go essentially downtown. Downtown Victoria to downtown Seattle. Easy, nice, easy, breezy way to do it. Timing doesn't always work, but an easy way to do it. Well said. And and quick, too. Yeah, for sure. So we decided to drive because we wanted to make a few stops, do a little bit of shopping on the way, and just wanted to have a leisurely go at it and not be you know, kind of at the mercy of the schedule of the Clipper. Also, too, um, just to sort of set the table, you are rolling, you and your partner are rolling sans children. You're rolling kid-free. We absolutely Yeah, just us, which was (laughs) within itself. I don't mind a little extra time in the car when there's nobody asking me, are we there yet? Yeah, right. (laughs) 15 minutes later. (laughs) So we get to the ferry... We're there 9.15 for a 10 o'clock ferry. The rule, when you have a reservation, you have to be there a half hour prior. So we get there, and there's a huge queue, and we're wondering what's happening. The line's not moving, so we're there's a little bit of sweat on my brow. There's some distress. Are we going to miss this ferry? Yeah. Anyway, we finally get up to the line. It's after 10 when we get to the till, and apparently Moneris, who is like the, uh, the credit card debit company that runs everything yes had an outage or uh, everything was down Mm -hmm. so they were manually keying in everything yikes so it it delayed our travels out of victoria by about 45 minutes the ferry was delayed or the ferry was delayed as a result so they couldn't they couldn't get bodies on said ferry exactly so we were kind of like oh this is an auspicious way to kind of start the journey but we were happy we still made that ferry yes so as you know like being an islander like ferry anxiety is a real thing absolutely so we got there and then we uh drove down to the border making good time and then we we see hold this. on hold on hold on. yeah we talked in the last episode you were you were pretty staunch and adamant that you weren't gonna leave the car deck <laughs> yeah you want the report yeah i want the report i like i'm a details guy <laughs> did you make it outside of your car only once to go to the bathroom, which looked like a murder scene. <laughs> you, so, so you sat in your car the rest of the time and listened to the last episode of the sports gloss. You read your book, maybe you read the paper. You were in your car. Yeah, yeah. You didn't go top deck and get some fresh air and some wind in your hair and see a dolphin or an orca. You didn't go top deck of the ferry? No, it was rainy, a bit windy that day. 
I went. God damn it. We <laughs> read, kind of took a little bit of a nap, played some Candy Crush on my phone, uh, listened to some podcasts. Sure. And then had to, you know, nature called. So I went in to the most narrow bathroom I've ever been in in my life. And man, men's bathrooms, people don't care about men's public bathrooms. That's all I got to say. Not on the ferry. It's a free for all. Okay. I like that. I yeah. mean, I like the information. Go on. <laughs> there were, uh, to that though, there were a lot of seniors sitting on the top side, taking in the sights, having wind gusts in their face that mm-hmm. were really enjoying the moment. So <laughs> those people were, you could live vicariously through it. Let me in with the seniors. I'll take it. That's fine. Go on, please. Get off the ferry. We're driving down. And, you know, um, they have those those sign the signage that tells you how long the wait is at the border at the Peace Arch. Yeah. 90 minutes. And mm. I thought, that seems like a malfunction. Yeah. This is Saturday mid-morn? Yeah. Okay. All 90 minutes of it, we had to wait it out. Yikes. Brutal. And that's when me and Julia were on the phone just killing time is like, we're going to apply for a Nexus. This is the time. Right then and there. Right then. We were like, and we looked, and I thought it was a, a big imposition, but it's only, I think, $50 for like five years, and then you have to renew. It's like 25 bucks. That's pretty reasonable. I, you know, I frequent, you know, going to the States, I say sure. three to five times a year. Nexus works in land travel and air travel and sea travel. Exactly. So it's essentially paying to like skip the line. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we're in this huge. Toodaloo, losers. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah. So we're in this line and I'm just seeing like cars whizzing uh-huh. by uh-huh. in the Nexus lane. Meanwhile, we're like creeping, creeping forward, inching forward. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna pursue Nexus as a result. But anyway, did you get a temporary Nexus pass to roll through? <laughs> I was like, can I do this right now? Yeah. Can I do this live? <laughs> it's like at Disneyland or like some amusement park. Can I just do this now to expedite this process? Can we just take a right turn and get into the yeah, uh, yeah. the fast lane? But that wasn't the case. Okay, so ninety minutes just creeping, inching along. It was miserable. Yeah, it was awful. You make it through the ninety minutes. You hit the the booth. I was yeah. going to say toll booth, but you hit the border booth. Yep. And your interaction with said border agent was reasonable. That was great. Uh, border agent Garcia, I remember her name. She was really cool. She asked Julia what she does for work. Julia says, I'm an economics teacher. Mm. And she, she mm. takes this long pause and she says, I was awful at economics. So we had go, a, go we, on. We it. had a we had a like a laugh collectively. Yeah. And um and yeah, it was really just brief and, and cordial and it was good. I always feel like too when I in my experience, when I'm going on my US passport, I get a little bit of love. Sure. Um and I think Welcome home. Yeah, I think vice versa. Um sometimes I've heard some of my Canadians friends say that like they get a, a bit of a rough welcome when they, they're traveling on their Canadian passport into the States. Sure. As opposed to, like you said, the welcome home, the big welcome home, yeah. even though I'm, this is home. Yeah, yeah. So we get down and we're driving, driving through all these places that I listen to on the radio. I'm sure you do too, like 1170 Blaine and Linden and all these other places. Heck yeah. And uh, it just starts downpouring, a deluge, to the point where I, at one point I'm driving and I think I need to get off the road. Because my little Honda Fit, windshield wipers can't do justice to what's happening. Raining and that hard? Raining that Classic hard. Classic America. 
<laughs> Remind me how long the drive is again, because it's been a while. I must admit, it's been a while since I've been off Vancouver Island, off the rock. What's the drive time from mm-hmm. said border guard Garcia to downtown Seattle, Pike Place Market? A little over two hours, I'd yeah, say. I was going to say two and a half. Yeah. I know. I think some uh, from Sawasan from the ferry terminal, I, I saw something that was like 240. Copy. Yeah. So, yeah, in and around there. Um, it's funny. Th- it took the long wait to get there, and then you get through, and there's like no traffic at all. But then we get hit with the rain, so I don't know if that was just part of it. But rain was bad. They closed my favorite Nike outlet. I just want to pour one out and take a a moment. There's a Nike outlet I used to always go to in Burlington, Washington, because I'm a fucking degenerate Mm -hmm. shopper. Sure. And it was the best Nike outlet because things were not as picked over. You'd find random stuff, lots of Wazoo, UW, Oregon stuff, just random stuff, like really cool shoes. I guess COVID got them. Mm-hmm. So that we didn't make that stop, so that was a bit of a, a a bummer. But we did stop at the Seattle Premium Outlets at Tulalip uh, Casino. Yeah, yeah. T- which Tulalip, I think the kids pronounce it. But go on. Okay. So here's a funny thing. So uh, we stopped. They selling Yinglings? <laughs> well, that's the point. Go on. We're in there, and the Nike store, as I said, the aforementioned Nike store was is it's a it's done. It's a wrap. Dang. So I think some of the traffic kind of made its way to this this one. And it's a Saturday afternoon, and I'm looking at that back wall. Anybody that is a, a, a Nike or like an outlet shopper, you know about the back wall, the like the chaos of the back wall. I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. I'm looking for something calling to me. Sorry, this is this is sort of like a clearance. This like is like a bit of a clearance rack that that may have a, a a gem in it, as I mentioned. Exactly, there might be a diamond in the rough here. Mm. The thing is, they used to say like, okay, here's the sizing, you know, 10, 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, et cetera. It was a fucking free for all. They like, they hadn't touched it in, in weeks. Yeah. I've got eights next to 11s. I've got 10 and a half next to 12s. Egad. The struggle is real. Uh-huh. I, I say this in jest because nobody listening probably cares about it more than me. But I'm looking. You're rifling through boxes of Nikes looking for that air up tempo that fits. Exactly. I'm looking for a Pegasus 39 or 40. Hello. Love a Pegasus. That's cheap because my 38s are about done. Sure. And I'll be damned if like multiple guys are just reeking of reeking of booze and in my airspace. Midday? Midday. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, ugh. To the point where it's so much of a deterrent that I gave up the fight and walked away i did score a nice sweatshirt but i put two and two together and i i realized i was like the reason why these guys are reeking like just fucking fumes like if i had a a black light you could see the stuff coming off these guys yeah is because the casino is within walking distance so they probably got a hot hand and dice and then walked over and felt like let me see if i get some lebrons yeah yeah i just won 400 on the blackjack table (laughs) i'm gonna burn it yeah 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 so anyway, we had a little score there, did a little shopping, That's made our funny. way down to the city, got settled at our uh, Verbo in Wallingford. Then we walked over to an Italian restaurant that we uh, we love called Tutabella. Not the same one where you had the boar's head <laughs> no. ragu with a wine on a neighbor. <laughs> no. Okay, this that's is a callback. More, yes, great callback. This is more a low-key 
uh, chill vibes. You sat at the bar because we actually like that. Do you love like sitting a, at the bar? Love a bar seat. I love, love a, bar a bar seat. seat. I don't have to wait for a booth. No. I don't have to. I can interact with uh, the TV, the games on. I can yep. interact with the bartender. I can see the machinations behind. Yep. See what's cooking on the flat top <sighs> if they got one. Absolutely. Hey, easy now. Easy now. So, so yeah. So we sit there. And usually I like to chat. Put me up. at the wood. Put me at the wood. That's what I say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're sitting at the wood and I love to chat up a bartender. I'm in the U.S. I'm thinking, hey, although it's raining outside, it's Seattle. Chat with the bartender. This guy kind of looks like Sideshow Bob. Big curly hair. Okay. Kind of a sullen disposition. But we get a couple of nice cocktails and the U-Dubs game is on. And we, uh, if you remember, there was a, a moment we were flirting with going but because of all these delays and everything. And it was a wet night. I couldn't convince Julia to go but also probably not best. that wet no it wasn't that wet it wasn't that wet but it was like 14 0 after like six minutes so it's yeah. probably the best for the best so i think washington hung 52 like it was yeah sorry for your bears but they didn't do you know it was it was a it was an up and down battle like i, yeah. I actually watched most of the second half of that okay. game my buddy rp came by and we watched most of the second half it, there was no. It was always, always in U Dub's back pocket. There was no doubt. The Bears yeah. had a couple of moments, but you know, some would argue University of Washington's the best team in college football, and they'd have a legit argument. You know, I've seen parts of probably three of their games, and I feel like it for sure. They've got. We can get into this a little bit more in a moment, but three really good receivers, two that are probably first round uh, mm-hmm. grades. And then a uh, quarterback that's going to win the Heisman might be yep. the first quarterback taken. Yep. If you haven't watched Univer- University of Washington play football yet this year, if you get a chance, watch them. They're fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Fast, up-tempo, athletic, really, really great. I'm so excited to see how their season plays out. But you know who wasn't excited to see how their season plays out? The bartender, Sideshow Bob. Exactly. I like the bartender. <laughs> She's looking at me. <laughs> So here we are about two miles from the stadium, the events happening. You would think that that would just be this like pulsating energy of you just would. like, let's go dogs. Bartender, I'm like talking about like, man, you know, like another like blowout it looks like. He's like, yeah, games aren't any fun to watch because they keep blowing teams out. Oh, come on. I'm like, really? Come on. Bro, <clears throat> you're, you're playing a violin because your team's so good. So good. We yeah. should all be so lucky. No kidding. I know a lot of Cavaliers and Hokies that could only wish for a success of this magnitude. A taste of that. Just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. Like like your ragu. What'd you eat at the restaurant? <laughs> oh, what I oh my God. I had this really great appetizer. It mm. was like um I think it was like pistachios, figs, and uh ricotta. <laughs> it was so good. Ooh. And I'm not a ricotta guy. Ooh. But that was great. And then we had a kind of a spicy uh, pizza, like a wood-fired pizza with um, uh, Italian sausage sure. and some uh, red pepper. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Really good. This is Saturday night. Now, you're down there for a concert, which is Sunday night, correct? Correct. How long did you... Any Was there a stop after the Italian restaurant with the with the bartender whose, at, whose attitude was dismal? <laughs> No, we we went back to the crib and just chilled out and like watching some uh, some cable TV as you ought to do on a Saturday night. Often. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Next day, we uh, just kind of went out and about, uh, did a little bit of shopping, walked around the UW area, put, posted some photos on the uh, Sports Gloss Instagram. If you haven't followed, you should. 
and I saw the little Rain City ad for the upcoming Utah Jazz versus LA Clippers game on October 10th. Uh, posted in one of the windows at key arena home of the seattle crack and then hopefully an nba team in the relative future it's coming it's coming it's got to be there. coming oh the vibe it's coming it's got to be my only question is are we going to be the super songs again or are we going to you know blow it up and reset hmm. i think they should go supersonics in in a lot of cases i think they should change it i think they should go back to the sonics same yeah yeah so we were walking around, had a great time, uh, went to some consignment shops, saw, found some some great like gems, didn't have anything that fits, it didn't make any purchases, but it was a good vibe, just kind of walking around. Um, it was a lot of like uh, Sunday morning, my mom's in town, she's taking me to Target, she's taking me out to brunch, she's taking me to Trader Joe's to pick up some items for the week. So that was kind of funny observing just that, that college vibe. That's fun. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Fast forwarding to the show, we made our way down, took the bus, rainy night, walked by uh, th- this pub next to the, the venue. The venue is the show box, which if you're familiar with Seattle, right across from Pike Place Market where they have the throwing, they throw the fish. Catch a salmon. Exactly. So we're there in a rainy, rainy, typical uh, fall evening in Seattle. And, and um, we had watched the Seattle... Seahawks Carolina Panthers game early in the day Seattle was victorious and this this pub called the Blarney Stone right next to the the I, venue I had a I had a bad corned beef hash at the Blarney Stone one I time it's it. not it's not a it's not a beautiful establishment it's a it's <laughs> just a bit of a bad Irish pub yeah exactly it's just a meat and potatoes yeah it is in means to an end kind yeah. of a spot but there was a Carolina Panthers guy, and either it was Sam Mills or a Luke Keekley. I didn't catch the number of that license plate. Julius Peppers. <laughs> it was a 50-something. Maybe a Sam Mills. Maybe he was like a true blue, Ooh. like old school, because Mills was like 53 or 54. Keekley, I think, was a 59, Yeah, if my numerology is correct. Sure. Anyway, guy was asked out. Like He was just, had just... Face down, ass like, up. F- <laughs> that's the way he likes to get drunk. Four, <laughs> four drinks too many. And his friend was tending to him. It was a scene. So that was kind of an interesting way to kind of kick the night off, just seeing this guy. Like, God bless him. Hope he made it home safe. That was 8.30 when you were going into the show. Yeah. So he, he was, was tailgating, enjoying the game, mm-hmm. and and by all accounts, maybe enjoying himself a little bit too much and should have mixed in a water. <laughs> or three. Yeah. Or three. Yeah. But it looked like he had uh, good He buddies. had a friend, though? He had some wingmen that were uh, going to fly him to salvation. And the safety. worst is when you see those people and they don't have a friend. <sighs> it's scary. That is scary. Legit scary. Um, we get to the venue. It was great. Briefly, there's a side bar at the show box, which apparently like no one knows about. But you go in there. We had a couple of drinks just out of the fray, kind of listening to the opener in the next room. And out of nowhere, these five Frenchmen walk up and sit at the bar. And when I say... Québécois et en français. Like legit from the homeland. From Bordeaux. (laughs) We. So these guys were such a contradiction. They they looked like Seattle hipsters, mustaches, flat-brimmed hats, kind of like... Looked like some guys you would see on like a um, like a YouTube like thing for like I don't know hanging out with Maddie Matheson or something. Sure, but uh, legit French guys. And then there was this drunk uh, Seattleite 
that was really excited that they were like that they were there and they were French and was like really just digging into like the 15 words of French that he knew and was just giving her and it was <laughs> hilarious watching the interaction from the other end of the bar it was Yow. comedy gold the French guys were really sweet and entertained the whole thing and he was just like why are you, you here with the walk he was like yes we were I'm not gonna do the accent because I don't want to mess with anyone but the guy the French guys were just like we were invited we were just in town so we just like happened to go to this show that was sold out from this band that formed in 2000 the year 2000 and like all of these aging hipsters like myself were like going to see fun so it was just kind of fun like watching these kinds of interactions from afar we get into the venue how many people in the venue what's capacity of the show wear center show box show uh, box center, i've sorry. been there before i saw a lot of lose there in 2015 it's a tight space it's small it's intimate it's old i would say couple hundy i don't know couple like, hundy 200 i don't know um, 300 bigger smaller than the last time you went to seattle to see a band at smaller the Moore theater smaller smaller yeah okay this space there's no seats really there's a few seats it's like standing um there's a few like raised areas which we were happened to to be in one of those raised areas right near the bar right near uh the water cooler the free water cooler which is always a boon it is and we had a clear line of sight at the stage it was great um they came on stage uh, Hamilton Lighthazard, the the lead singer, if you know him, he's just full of energy. He's like six four, six five, maybe weighs like a a buck eighty, maybe, um, and just just you could just tell he enthused to be back together with his his bandmates. Had a really good time. They played all these songs I wanted to hear. I realized where are they of, from? Sort of cut you off. Where oh are they yeah, from originally? so originally D.C. kids, Washington D.C., like kind of all like kind of uh, bougie rich kids. I'll move to New York and various stages to go to like NYU and other schools and then kind of met in New York and then formed the band in, in 2000. And then they all, they broke up not long ago. And actually there was a point where they're introducing the band where they were saying, Hey, this is where we all are. Hamilton's like, I'm in Brooklyn. My cousin playing bass, I believe is from upstate is living in upstate New York. There's a guy in LA, the drummers in Philly the uh the other they're, guy they're coming back together for tours is how they're rolling. yeah just gonna make a little scratch and and bring joy into these uh 40 year old plus people's hearts but the one guy was living in sabia spain and came back and it was hilarious he was like and paul maroon he's he was living in sabia spain and he's repatriated to baltimore <laughs> bit of a shock i would say to yeah, the cultural yeah. system there that's fun yeah but it was great man they played uh this one song 138th street which shout out to my friend kim Mulder. like that's it's so visceral and such a like important song for like part of my 20s cool um and they were just yeah they played so many hits and there was banter in between songs and kind of gave explanations for origins of songs which i kind of love for a band that like when I, I've seen them this is probably fourth or fifth time I've seen them but wow typically would just just play the set and get off stage yeah but age maturity uh mortality I think has kind of informed them on how how to uh kind of conduct the uh, the audience and I just want to say as well like I realized a couple of things are kicking in my head while I was like listening and enjoying the vibes so it was just like man there's so many of these songs that are about road trips and longing losing friends and just kind of like generally existential angst which i'm full of all those four are some of my favorites 
it's a good formula. It's, it's a good great, recipe for it a, is. a good song. Wonderful. Good for you, man. The Walkman. The Walkman. If you uh, if you're not familiar, but you you're into indie rock guitar music with a, a bit of moodiness to it, definitely we'll, check we'll it out. We'll put some in the show notes too, so you can uh, have a couple suggestions to dive in. 138th Street. Yeah. Longingness, road trips, losing friends, angst. Oh yeah, just <laughs> what else is there? There's some great lines. Like uh, I was, we were listening kind of in our our warm up here pre show. We we're listening to the song called "The Rat," which is one of their biggest songs, and the there's a refrain in there is like when i used to go out i'd go out i know everyone that i saw now i go out alone if i go out at all boom and that is kind of indicative of the energy feeling that yeah (laughs) nice but it overall was a great great uh situation made it back home got got out the next day got home and uh back to normal back to life back to reality back through the uh back through the toll booth the border booth on the way back yeah, it was way less of an imposition at five minutes at the board. Quite a musical run you're on here, Jamal Cox. Quite a run. We might have to change the name of the sports gloss to the live show gloss, this sort of movement you have. Between Rifflandia last week, if you haven't listened yet, listen to last week's episode. Jamal at Rifflandia, uh, the last time to Seattle when you saw the... Oh, uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Who are great. I'm a big fan of them. Just working your yourself around from live show to live show. Bless your heart. Please carry on. I'm going to see Nightmares on Wax uh, Saturday night at the Capitol Ballroom here in Victoria, B.C. One of maybe four shows they're doing in Canada. It's a guy from, from England. It's a DJ show. Once again, kind of a blast from the past. Nostalgia is the, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it, but I think that so many touring acts are building on the nostalgia of people in their 40s and 50s and 30s that actually have a little bit of scratch right now. I was going to say that, can't afford to go to the shows <laughs> and have a good time and, and, and enjoy. Yeah. One last note here, because I know I've gone on for a while, but I will say there is something, you were talking about this live music, and I, I will say sincerely, Something I really missed during the the height of COVID is is going to these live events. I'm sure we had so many great experiences on the internet, like live streams. We had the verses. We had all these other. I don't. I don't think we call them great. I think we call them good. <laughs> I, I don't. I in my yeah. IMO, I wouldn't call them great. I would call them good. Well said. I. That's fair. Yes. Um, but I, the the energy of being in a space, having a shared experience, and everyone being focused on things points where I was looking around and you could kind of hear like a gentle like hum or kind of see people mouthing words to a song. Nice. Ah, oh, God, that just gives me chills. Like it's just such a unique, special, special thing of these days and times where we're all kind of like subscription viewing and like short attention spans to have everyone focused in on a moment and have that shared experience. It really is something that I just just lights my life up so that's my weekend you on the other hand had a different sort of a weekend (laughs) thanks for pointing that out (laughs) but also hey sounds like it was was a good weekend solo parenting tell us a little bit about it yeah briefly briefly no my partner was out of town she was down in san francisco so i was um riding four nights solo with my three kids and um we had a wonderful time it was all it was wasn't as exciting as yours with less um 
Well, we did buy some shoes, actually. I gotta, hey. I retract. I, we did buy some shoes. No, it was nice, nice to, um, nice to change the energy a little bit. And of, of course, we miss Mama, but it was nice to change the energy. As mentioned before, we listened to music really loud. Uh, we did some things we normally wouldn't do. Hit the mall early. I, I walked in there like Conor McGregor at the uh, <laughs> walking into the match. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yep. Bought a few things, spread it around a bit, a little bit. Supported the local economy. We had uh, some great flat top meals. If I'm, I'm, if, if I may, <clears throat> excuse me. I made a deadly, deadly uh, sort of uh, taco queso mix bag of 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 vegetables on the on the flat top. It was a hit all around. And then I just had a really um, a really nice time. I actually think maybe in retrospect that. I probably was a little bit too social, sort of actually accidentally had too much going on this weekend. I should have pulled it back a little bit, but I was just okay. going with it. Aside from that, had a nice time. Capped off, capped off. You'll love this. On um, Monday afternoon, I took my three daughters to our favorite place, where where I have a gift card, and and <laughs> just to just to be totally clear, the only reason I'm going yeah. at any time, but especially on a Monday afternoon, is because I have a gift card. Yeah, I went to mother in Flying Squirrel. Hey, hey the hellscape that is. <laughs> Four people in there at the Flying Squirrel. We roll in there again like Conor McGregor, and we have the run of the place. Nice. The kids are going crazy. It's an absolute hoot. There's no. It was kind of nice because there's a lot less worry about the colliding coconuts. Yep. It's not Saturday afternoon. It's pretty chill. And um, we had a lovely time. Didn't cost me a cent. Saved my money. Then we went for a delicious ice cream after. Went home, had another had another great flat top meal. I'm doing a lot of zucchini nice. uh, and some peppers and onions on the on the flat top. And uh, then mama came home. But it was nice. It was yeah, it was it was kind of nice, man. It was nice. Of course, we missed we missed her, but um, also nice to have a little sort of some different elements and doing different things. So it was great. I got a question for you because I've been solo parenting uh, midweek this week while my you my, are the rare midweek solo parent. Yeah, my wife's off doing a, a school doing a school field trip, and I got a question for you. Do you find that sometimes it's easier yes. to parent? <laughs> Sometimes it's easier when you're you're the solo parent. Yes, yeah. I do too. Yeah, in fact, I would say that the first day, if I may be so bold, and she may or may not listen to this, but that first day back, there was a little bit of uh, friction about like you don't roll back in here like you know what happened on the weekend. You were living the high life and shave my knees. God damn it! <laughs> Ooh, right? That's a pull. That's yeah. wow. Shave yeah. my knees. It's like that. Yeah, okay, like, I, I see. Like, it is like that. Um, that's a joke aside from the shape and ease part, but yeah, there is a, it, there is an ease to it, right? Like there's no, um, there's no conversation around ideas. You're, you're just doing what you want. And yes, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice. So yes, to answer your question. Yes, it is easier. I find that like the, how can I say it? Oh, sorry, but I got to jump in in this. Yes, yes. As I am so, sort of self-aggrandizing. But I did have a moment in sport check where I lost one of my children. Uh-oh. And I, for like 30 seconds, I would say I was at a 
3.8 out of 5 on the fear scale where <laughs> my heart was beating yeah. and I, I didn't want to to show that and elicit those emotions to my other two children but uh, uh baby zebo rolled off she was beside me beside me beside me and then gone and it took me a moment to to find her and yeah that wasn't great work by me that's tough. I mean, uh, sports tough. sports class listeners, faithful list, listeners have uh, heard me talk about earlier this year. I was at a festival and we lost Nico for a couple of moments there. Yeah. And um, yeah, that'll get your heart going. Will it ever? Yeah. I have one quick story. My mom, I'll never forget this. I was with my mom one time when I was a kid. And maybe I've told this story before, but um, we were in a, a women's clothing shop. She was doing her thing. They had those kind of circular uh, racks with like clothing on them. So like I went and of course I was like, this is a perfect hiding space. Jumped in there for a bit and just giggling to myself. That was funny. As a prank. As a prank. And then like came out or whatever. And I thought it was all giggles and stuff. My mom. Petrified. One of the like sternest public talking to's I've ever had. Like. Ne- like you never, not never, never do that again, and uh, I I never did it again, and now I get it. Like as a kid, I was totally. like, this is fun. And this, like, oh, where am I? Yeah, and then my mom like lost her shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the fear. Oh, fear? fear is real. Whoa. Yeah, I got one for you in that same category. Uh, my dad and I were in Toronto. We went to a Blue Jays game at the old Exhibition Stadium where they first played when they when they were. Um, created in in Toronto, obviously, and and there was a moment I think my dad was grabbing a beer and a popcorn, and I darted off to go look at the field. I went down to one of the nearest gates, yeah, and and he could not find me, right? And we're talking whatever fifty thousand people in the stadium or something, and he always told that story about he was really shit in his pants like where'd i go and scrambling looking looking and just a sea of humanity and a million options a million options yeah yeah you're uh, as a parent like i always like when do i pull the trigger and get like call someone like we need a announcement (laughs) we need an announcement would justin kelly please come to gate four (laughs) you're doing a bad job (laughs) let's take a break We're back on the sports gloss. Let's talk about the the biggest news in the sporting world, North American sporting world, in the last couple of days, JC, and that's longtime trailblazer Damian Lillard getting traded not to the Miami Heat, not to the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> but to the Bucks of Milwaukee. Now, I could have told you, you had five teams where you thought Dame Lillard was going to get traded to. You probably wouldn't have guessed Milwaukee. At first blush, how does this trade sit with you, JC? I think it's a great trade for Phoenix, a great trade for Portland. Okay. Not a great trade for Milwaukee. Really? Oh, hate, hate, hate. hate. I like it. Go on. So here's my angle with this. I think that it's a desperation trade to keep Giannis from the Milwaukee Brass. Mm-hmm. And I think that, don't get me wrong, I love Dame, great player, one of the most exciting players out there. I ride for him. But 
He's aging. He's small. He's not a great defender. He <laughs> demands a lot of pay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just wondering with Milwaukee already has a really old team, you know, win now, you got to win now in the next year or two, but then what? Okay. Um, so okay. kind of mortgage the future, see what happens, keep Giannis, but does Giannis stay afterwards? Do you win a championship? You know, they were the number one seed last year. I'm not short-sighted or nearsighted on that. A tough run-in with that Miami team that obviously, like, beat everybody except for Denver. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm a little bit skeptical. And I'm also just kind of have that cautionary tale of the Brooklyn Nets in my mind with the Harden, Katie, Kyrie iteration. And I know Dame is not Kyrie. He's not Harden. He's not <laughs> Katie, Katie as far as, like, the fickle nature of those guys. But I'm I'm a little skeptical. Fool me once. Shame on you. What are your thoughts? I like this. I like this trade for for the Bucks. I think this is an, a nice pairing. I agree with you that this is starting to be a bit of an aging roster. But Dame's what, 32, 33? He's got two or three good years left. And as for the money, it's not my money. It's not your money. Who gives a bleep? Let him spend it. I think this gives Giannis a really, really quality backcourt mate. I like this move. I think the Bucks put themselves in a good position. I did not see this coming. I was buying the hype with Miami and Toronto. I like this move. I like this move. I will say something I am looking forward to all fall, winter, spring is that high pick and roll with Giannis yeah. and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and when we get to, to playoff time in the aforementioned spring, watching those two stars shoot the rock the way that they can in clutch moments... I that feels like to me without knowing how they'll mesh. That feels to me like a nice combo. Add in Chris Middleton, Middleton the Blowfish. Add in Brooke Lopez, whoever they put around them. That that's that that feels like something fun to watch to me. Now they lose Drew Holiday, who goes to Portland right now. He's in Portland. I don't think that's his final destination. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. But we lose Drew Holiday, and I just got to point out as well, Holiday came from... Holiday! Celebrate! He came from the Pelicans and instantly had success. They won that championship. Good player. Great player. Defender, known as like a two-way guy. Yep. Can provide on offense, um, can play off the ball, but also like just D up mm-hmm. a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, teammate of the year. Has played, has played year. really well for the Bucks the last couple of years. Yeah, and just seems like one of those guys that doesn't really slow down. Like he just works hard, keeps himself uh, fit, has that mentality. Like you and I. <laughs> Love it. So you're going to lose a little bit of leadership, but obviously you're gaining some with Dame. But like I'm wondering if like if – yeah, I just don't know if he's the answer. If Dame's the answer, is going to fill those boots. Uh, for... I don't know, man. Think about those those visuals about the shots that Dame hits. Like Dame, from anywhere, from anywhere, everywhere, and the stones that he has to cast those shots. Yes, I don't know. I don't feel. I'm not gonna. I I just I have faith in Dame. Like I I yeah. I just have. He is so tough. He is so tough. T-U-F-F, that I, I'm i riding with Dame, man. I like this for him. It's true, man. He can still get his shot off from anywhere and gets in the lane as well. 
and does his thing. And just his mentality and guys, he's going to galvanize a lot of guys. That Milwaukee offense typically is a bit stagnant. Like it's about a lot of just like Giannis and like wait around for a three pointer. So, or, or Giannis goes straight to the basket and, out athletes everybody for a layup or a foul or an and one right exactly and to have that complimentary piece of dame at the at the point middleton and Giannis, i i like that keep in mind that they've got a rookie head coach former assistant coach of the raps adrian buckner broner he's uh what's his name's dad right the kid from atlanta's dad yeah, and I'm spacing on the name, and I don't even know how right now. Anyway, they got a new rookie head coach in Milwaukee, so this is quite a mix that he's walking into as well. I like this. The, to me, the Bucks are must see TV on Christmas morning when I'm avoiding my family. I'm watching the Bucks. <laughs> Cream City, let's go. Cream, see it. <laughs> Cream City, get the cheese rolling. <laughs> Briefly, just want to talk about the other ends of this. So yeah, like we alluded to, Drew Holiday is going to uh, our like the team closest in proximity to us and we got to go to a game now drew holiday is in um portland ayton's in portland now DeAndre Ayton, the, the barbation and we think he's from barbados uh yeah bahamian bermuda bahama nice. come on pretty mama nice. Some, i don't know maybe Play, played at arizona has been at the phoenix suns apparently he's the only guy who doesn't like monty williams <laughs> Right, everyone loves the head coach of the Phoenix sure. Suns, Monty Williams. He seems like he's in sweet, Detroit now, but yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, sorry, sweetest, smartest guy ever, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. But Aiden, yeah, there's a lot of a uh, um, stuff going on with him. He felt like he needed a bigger role. Look around, like see who's on the team. Bro. I blame Chris Paul. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this is good. A good reset, good restart for him. I'm excited for Portland. You got your guy Shaden Sharp. Anthony Simons, nice. My guy Scoot Henderson, new draft pick. We made some lane, like we cleared the lane for him. Essentially, moving Dame out of there. All three of those guys, we think. Yeah, for sure. And I great think, young nucleus. Oh yeah, I think uh, you still got Jeremy Grant. He can fill it up. So there's there's a lot of talent there. Like I'm, I want to go to a Blazers game. Um, and then, you know, Phoenix was missing depth really because you got Beal, Katie, Book. But like they didn't have a lot your of your boy guys. book, your boy book, oh, easy, book. easy, easy. Book. Ooh, ooh. Um, but yeah, now you get like uh, Nurkic, uh, Allen, Nas Little, Keon Johnson's really athletic. So I'm curious to see how you know how things play out. And like it's always pretty on paper, but let's talk about what happens in March. You know, which brings us to. Q&A with J&J brought to you by Bye. parent-teacher interviews. Oh, do we really need to go to this shit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is there anything earth shattering here? No. Right? I mean, maybe in high school, our kids, if I can speak for you for a second, Jamal, our kids aren't in high school. We're in elementary school. Do we need to go? This feels like a waste of my Tuesday nights. I'm with you, bro. That's why you nor I went. <laughs> so that's, that answers the Q&A. The, the question is, though, if you're Dame, if you're Dame or anybody, are you happy? I mean, you had Miami on your mind. And I this is the first time in a long time where a star NBA player did not land mm. where, where he wanted to go. Yeah. Which is almost 100% of the time the case. 
Yep. I'm a star NBA. I want to play in blank city. Almost unquestionably, they end up in said city, right? So this time he didn't. Where where would you rather live? Miami or Milwaukee? Miami. Yeah. There's a lot of temptation in Miami. There's like a... You've been to Miami? No. But I've got some people that have, have uh, experienced the, the nightlife of South South Beach and been there and Art Basel and uh, nice. Winter Music Conference and all those kinds of things. But like, yeah, definitely. I mean... I would I would love to run around the playground that is Miami as opposed to like cheese and and Pabst Blue Ribbonville of uh, of Milwaukee. No disrespect, but disrespect to uh, Milwaukee. Hmm. What about you, friend? Oh, I I think yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. Dame's been you know angling like you said for a bigger city, Portland. Like as much as we love it, it's like a, a little bit of a smaller media town well portland and milwaukee are sort of comparable yeah right like yeah mid-sized markets but i mean milwaukee bucks games are sold out every night even on a True. cold cold wednesday right nobody's going to, i shouldn't say nobody miami heat games even on a friday or a saturday are you know, two thirds sparsely attended. If we're being honest, it's true. Not the same fervor of the the Bucks of Milwaukee. Like, yeah, you have my Miami Heat lady who's like wearing those weird like dress jersey things. But really, like people are tempted by South Beach. There's too much to do. You yeah. mentioned it. Too much to do. Shout Mr. out to Eddie Jones. Shout out to Mister Three Hundred Five Pitbull. Shout out to Cocaine. <laughs> like, there's a lot happening, Mister Worldwide. <laughs> Uh, shout out to we the best let's jump into the next sporting topic let's keep it moving jc here let's talk football let's combine ncaa nfl football in the sporting realm what's grabbing you i'm gonna jump i'm gonna jump into something that's super obvious something that we talked about last week coach prime time must be the money coach neon dion and his great shoes they lose their first game not only do they lose they get absolutely waxed by the Oregon Ducks, right? It, it, the betting the betting world thought that that game would be closer. I think in our last episode, I thought that that was going to be a four-point game, three-point game, touchdown game. You know, don't come here for betting advice. However, <laughs> however, I did say the Ducks would win, which they did. Great weekend in college football last weekend, JC. Yeah. What do you, when you were think back on last weekend, what jumps out to you? Yeah, that game was crazy. They talked all that stuff, Colorado being the they there, the antecedent I missed. And they talked so much shit, stepping on the O in Oregon, all that stuff, and then they got rolled. I couldn't believe Can't step on the O and then get blasted like that at Autzen Stadium. Yeah, and you could tell that uh, Dan Lanning, the uh, Oregon coach, really was feeling it and like mm-hmm. really got up for it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it was good. And I, I like that Dion owned it afterwards and was just like, you know what? This is the worst we're going to be. You're missing your star player uh, or one of your star players, Travis Hunter, due yep. to injury. Yep. His son, uh, Shador Sanders, is not getting like much protect- protection. You got you go back to Boulder. You get USC this week. I think they're going to lose. No, I said they were going to win this game. I thought they were going to lose to Oregon and beat USC. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with it, but not great. <laughs> you know what? I think they they put up some numbers, but I think uh, Caleb Williams and USC get it done. 
They're back in Boulder for this game? They're back in Boulder. Let's see who rolls it. Rolls into Boulder. I'm seeing... I'm rolls curious. into Boulder. <laughs> I'm curious to see like what sort of uh, celebrities and, and, and what have you, alumni, come out for this game in Boulder. Last week we had... Who do we have? We had Lil Wayne... We had Kawhi Leonard was there. Wow. Your guy Kawhi yeah. was there. Never smiles. Never. Why would you? Nothing to be happy about. <laughs> we had a lot of guys. Yeah. So I'm curious to see. But yeah, other thing I wanted to point out from last week, uh, two quick notes. Go. Um, Florida State escapes, beats Clemson. I think Clemson's dynasty is over. It's done. And I'm so happy to see it because I don't care for Dabo Sweeney. Nor I. Yep. And then the other big one, probably like near and dear for you, <laughs> Ohio State escapes against Notre Dame. Notre Dame, final play of the game, Ohio State, uh, ball on the one or two yard line, three seconds left. Last, Ten. no, last two plays of the game. Their last two plays of the game. Ten men on the field. We play 11 men on the field in football. Atrocious atrocious work by our friend coach Freeman at Notre Dame. Yikes. And there's I feel and they mm. run the ball in, win, they do. walk off. We got 10 guys. In your stadium, that's got to sting. That hurts touchdown Jesus. <laughs> I was watching them when I was in Seattle and I couldn't believe it. I was leaping around my room. Wild. Yeah. So let's look at what's happening this week. Not the same you know, uh, cash of of, of uh, quality, no. but there's some really great games. Pac-12 still flying high. I'm gonna start there. Utah is at Oregon State, number ten against number nineteen. That's fun. Utah's great defense. Ty Willingham's defense. Oregon State member of the Pac-2 just lost to Wazoo or uh, Washington State last weekend. That's that's a fun game. That's worth a couple minutes of your time. USC Colorado, another Pac-12 game. That's juicy. Yep. Uh we have we're yet to see Arch Manning at Texas. We're yet to see him yeah. on the field. We haven't seen him yet. No. Peyton and and uh Eli, thank you's nephew. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah, I think Quinn Ewers is doing a decent job there. Another Connor mullet. Gives, another mullet. He gives me like Jeff George vibes. You remember yeah, him? Great arm. Yeah, yeah. Great arm. Bad footwork. Yeah. Gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Texas will roll there. <laughs> That's <was> good. <laughs> um, the game, two games of the week for me. The game of the week. LSU is going down to Old Miss. <laughs> Colin Baton Rouge. I'm gonna I don't, say I don't Ole trust Miss. Him. I'm gonna say Ole Miss. I'm gonna say Ole Miss too, even though he's my father's namesake. I don't trust Brian Kelly. Hey, I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think LSU's got some work to do. They're the higher. They're 13, and uh, I like Ole Miss in that Miss game. is 20. I like Ole Miss as well at home. This game is really interesting too. Notre Dame off oh, that loss. Sorry, I yeah. just didn't interrupt. I'm gonna quote a stat that I've heard, and I'm, I haven't fat fact checked it and i'm not going to but i heard this is a great again if true and let's just assume that it's true 12 of the 14 kickers and or punters in the sec 
are Australian. What? Yes. What? Yes. Pipeline. I love an old Aussie punter. I like a I like a 26, 27-year-old old <laughs> former Aussie tradie who was a plumber, maybe was a landscaper, whatever, in irrigation. But he's got a great left leg, <laughs> and he's transitioned that into becoming... He got a great, probably got a nice full ride. All of a sudden, he finds himself. He's gone from Brisbane to South Carolina, and he's punting for the Gamecocks. He's probably got a great life, JC, and I love it. I'm here for it. Probably has a handlebar mustache and a kinesiology uh, major. He's he's driving a ute. He's got a Holden. He's doing probably doing really well socially, I would assume, with those short rugby shorts. I love, I love an Aussie kicker. I'm sure there's a lot of Vegemite dares on a Saturday night after the game. Absolutely. I love an Aussie kicker. <laughs> love an Aussie kicker. No, they're abundant. It's great. Uh, sorry, that's just an amazing stat. You're not going to get that anywhere else in the sports class, ladies and gentlemen. You're not. <laughs> Notre Dame's got a role in a Durham uh, for a Nerd Bowl. And I've, I'm, you know Nerds. what? <laughs> Duke. Game days in game days in Durham for the uh, the battle of these dorks. <laughs> yeah, and Duke's undefeated. I hope they win because I just hate Notre Dame. I think I kind of want to roll Duke in this game too. It hurts to say it. It does. Off the top of your head, can you name those six uh, schools that have not had a game day visit? Uh, well, the one that's near and dear is Cal. Yes. I really want game day to go to to Berkeley. I really want them to experience. They have some strawberry. ACC mates too. <laughs> yeah. that are, uh, Cal, Kansas. Yep. Uh, help me. University of Virginia, Charlottesville. Your friends at the University of Virginia. Yeah. The Cavs. Yeah. They haven't been there. Where else, JC? Oh, ask the question, and I don't know the answers. Um, there were a few other spots. But we'll, there is only we'll six. There There's is only six. six. We'll research, and we'll we'll post it on the notes. But, yeah, my trap game for the week, it's a trap. Georgia's got to go to Auburn. Number one, Georgia, sleep at the wheel so many weeks, and I'm wondering if this is the week they slip up. The... Six Power Five schools that ESPN's College Game Day has never been to. I yes. wake up at I wake up at six a.m. every Saturday morning, regardless of my Friday night, to watch intermittent pieces of of ESPN's College Games Day. Game Labor Day. of love, especially the end when the the Pick'em segment. We had The Rock. We had Vince Vaughn. The last two weeks, it's fun. The six schools who haven't been chosen out of the Power Five. Cal, Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers, Syracuse, and your Syracuse. Af- your aforementioned University of Virginia Cavaliers. Wahoo! So these the ESPN is looking to send game day anywhere where they can get some buzz and some excitement. They've gone to Div Two programs. God, if I see them go back to South Dakota again before <laughs> they go to Cal, I will lose my poop. But that's where we're at. They go where. Where the buzz is, and this week they're at Duke in Shashevskyville. In the words of Snoop Dogg at the Source Awards or BT Awards, I can't remember. <laughs> Go on. Game day ain't got no love for Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> Did he say that? No, he oh. said East Coast ain't got no love for Death Row. Oh, right, right, but right. yeah, Death Row, Close Champaign, enough. Illinois. Lovey Smith rolling in his grave. <laughs> 
Let's roll through quickly some NFL. It's been but, but hold on before you get there, JC. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's be clear though. Let's be clear before we get to the NFL. And 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 that's why I jumped in on you, man. To me, to me, speaking broadly, man, the NFL has had no buzz, no grab, n- no je ne sais quoi. Mm. What I love about college football and what a lot of my Canadian uh, friends don't understand is. Man, college football, generally speaking, but thus far through the month of September, is so much more entertaining and exciting. So much, it's such a superior product than the NFL. The athletes on the field are, of course, better in the NFL, but it's got no juice to me, to me, like college football. I have had no, no draw, like I've had no pull, like I just said, from the NFL. I feel like the first month of the NFL season feels like such an effing thud to me, Jamal. I could yeah. be wrong. This is just my read on it. But I, I can't, I haven't really got into the NFL like I normally do. And there's just so much more juice in college football. And that's why I enjoy it so much more. I feel you, the, tr- the tradition, the 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 hype, all of those things, game day, all of those things are so much more exciting. Briefly, when I was in Seattle, I hadn't really watched a Sunday morning uh, NFL preview show, and I like just happened to wake up just because I'm programmed as a dad to wake up when I did at 7, 7.30, so I just flipped it on, and I was like, this is trash. Like This isn't the same vibes that I'm getting from watching the game day on a Saturday morning word just didn't have that energy, but yeah, I agree. It hasn't been the, the, the injuries, Aaron Rodgers being the most notable, yep. the injuries have been kind of deflating. The games have like actual gameplay. Again, in my opinion, what I've seen isn't all that exciting and enthralling. I'm just having, it's a, a slow burn. The NFL is a slow burn for me thus far. Yeah, it's true. I feel like it doesn't really like, start until like i don't know american thanksgiving or something sure and yeah i agree and it's like i always say about the nba like the nba doesn't start till christmas day but usually there's like some games i want to watch i root for the seahawks our local team i'll get there but it, overall again it's like it feels like a clunky clunky start to me jc no i agree like the injuries that you talked about are really a big thing i feel like everyone's injured all the time and then as well, I was like looking around. I was like, Minnesota, Denver, Carolina haven't won any games all year. Mm-mm. Like the Chargers are bad, the Jets are bad. We had all this hype. Obviously, like Rogers going down. Like it's just kind of a bleh. The only bright spot, or one of the only bright spots for me, has just been this Miami team. Sure. Like they hung seventy on Denver, beat them by fifty this week. And their offense is so fun to watch. Tyreek Hill running around. The like, Tua throwing these, like, no-look shovel passes. They get like Buffalo it. this week, so I'm looking forward That's to that. That's a good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that at 10 a.m. on the Sunday. But, man, like, it's been to, dismal. To, it's as been a, dismal. Yeah, and to counter, sort of as a counterpoint, I agree. Like, Miami seems to be worth watching. Nice to see Tua throwing it around the yard after those terrible injuries he had yeah. last year, which was really scary. But just as a counterpoint, like, yeah, they 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 drubbed the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson by fifty, right? Like which <laughs> yeah. is and and new coach Sean Payton, like 
again, like a bit kind of, you know, to take a negative tip, like a bit bizarro. And you dis- rarely see that. You rarely see that. And a lot of Broncos fans out there, a lot of people here locally who are attached to Russell Wilson wondering what's going on there. Briefly, I was driving around Seattle and I had uh, the, the. Is that a Counting Crow song? <laughs> driving around Seattle? Yes, yeah, it's. it's- <laughs> Mr. Jones and me. I was um, driving around and like heard the on the radio. They were like, uh, "Miami has a chance to set the NFL all-time scoring record." And then Mike uh, McDaniel like walked it down and was just like, "We're gonna just take a knee here." Yeah. And I was just like, "No, fuck them. They yeah. fucked up. Let's go yeah. put seventy-three up there. Kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. Give me something to talk about. But yeah, the NFL season has been kind of a dud. You don't like this topic, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, so I want you just to temper your true emotions. Sure. Here's my question. Okay, you ready? Ready. Do you think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift (laughs) are are actually in a relationship? Or do you think this is a total sort of conspiracy is not the word do you think this is a total plant yeah and a and a total just a rise just Mm -hmm. to fuck with north american pop culture i love the question listos yeah i think it is a pr stunt i kind of do too yeah like this isn't gonna last long it can't no can't no she's writing breakup songs right now Went to your game with your mom, and it was great. You scored a touchdown, and then I peaced out. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear that. Not me singing that. People want to hear her singing that. But it's it's totally just a fabrication. I think it's all she's got. Like this movie, like this documentary movie coming out, like in the next week or two. They're playing the Jets Sunday night, prime time. You know she'll be in a box. Wow. And it's a whole thing, right? Like it's gonna—it's a whole thing. It's, I'm so skeptical about it. Yeah, I don't—I don't totally believe it either. No, it's—it's it's making for a lot of fodder. It's amazing to me how it's crossed so many media boundaries and how it's just been like the hot topic for the past week or two. Crazy how big the NFL is, and you and I being obviously two guys who are in a sports. But nothing compared to the Swifties and the Swiftum of it all. Like just <laughs> accentuating, accentuating even Travis Kelsey, a Hall of Fame tight end and and a super popular uh, player and person in all categories. And 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 Taylor Swift's come in and totally just blown the doors off his life. I don't know, man. No, no. I mean, there might be a world where it's like David Beck, David Beckham, and like Posh Spice and like. The happily ever ever after they have a bunch of kids and like an empire and it's whatever but i i think this is just the this is like oh, okay, you, okay. Shall, you shall know us by the trail of the dead <laughs> like i think it's like fucking like john mayer and jake, all the, jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal and all these other british motherfuckers yeah. that are too old for her yeah. that have just <laughs> just been like casualties and future song lyrics i agree he's got to think that though he's got to know that I don't know. He's got a really bad mustache, so I question his judgment in general. And also, did you see what he was wearing post game? I did. 
I he's mean, got a he's got I a love really, a Canadian tuxedo, but it looks like somebody threw a bunch of paint on it. He's got um him and his brother have a a podcast, his brother who plays for the the Philadelphia Eagles. They've got a pretty popular podcast in the world right now. He's out there, like he's yeah. shaking it. Maybe it's just a push to get numbers up on the podcast. Maybe you should uh, Yeah, you should I would out. have a I would have an entanglement with Taylor Swift. <laughs> an entanglement. If that would get a few more listeners to the gloss, JC, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Oh, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> that concludes another episode of the Sports Gloss with Justin Jamal. Thanks for joining us as always. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss if you haven't done so already. JK, what do we always say to the people? Survive and advance. No matter what you're doing in your car, doing a little work around the house, hanging with the family, really appreciate any listens and all listens tell your friends tell your kids tell your mama (laughs) thanks y'all peace